Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locust and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. There's uh, one thing I'm a bit compulsive about, at least one thing I'll admit publicly, and that is directions. When I uh, travel somewhere, I really want to know how to get there, and I just can't stand to get lost. So years ago, I would get out road maps and, and plot it all out. I'd call ahead to the destination and get directions and have it all written up before I went. But as you all know, uh, some time ago, uh, 
we developed a, a system called GPS. And uh, for someone like me, this is like the best thing. Uh, so I got one. You know, back then they weren't on your phones. They were little things like this is a TomTom, -tom, one of the early ones. You know, you put the directions in and it tells you how to get there and maps it out. It's all done by satellites and you can even pick a voice. So I got this sweet, lovely woman's voice with a sweet British accent. And uh, it was my first time using it. Uh, a friend of mine who was in my deacon class and I decided we'd do some hiking up in the Poconos. And he was from another area, so we decided to meet at the Quakertown exit, leave one of the cars, and then drive up together. So it's a true story, first time I've ever used it. Uh, I took it in the car and I thought to myself, well, I know where the Quakertown exit is. It's the Northeast Extension. Well, it's actually off the Pennsylvania Turnpike. But I'm convinced I know how to get there. And so I thought, just for fun and to get used to it, for the first time, I'll take this along. So I put it in and drive away. And the first thing I hear from her, wrong way, turn around, wrong way. And my first thought, this is true, is I can't believe it. She's wrong. She's wrong. So I just, oh, and then I, oh, I realize, yeah, you can, you can go a certain way and they'll catch up. So she's going to catch up to me. She'll get on the fact that I'm on the right route. Wrong way. Turn around. Ten minutes. Wrong way. Turn around. Twenty minutes. Wrong way. Turn around. Did I tell you her voice was no longer sweet? 30 minutes, wrong way, turn around. 40 minutes before I pull over, call my friend, and realize I'm 40 minutes in the wrong direction. So it was a very happy ride for me to drive back to the right direction to meet my friend. Along that happy ride, I uh, started to think about what just happened, and this is true. And the first uh, insight I got was this. I assume I'm going the right way, but I'm not. And I don't know it. I don't know it. Could it be in life, then? I assume I'm going the right way because this is what I was taught, this is my culture, this is what everybody does. But I'm not. And I don't know it. That's a very sobering thought. The second thought I had uh, was this. You know, I was thinking, wow, this is like big time technology. Imagine all the brain power that went into this and the, the military got into it and there's satellites and all this stuff. And I still think I know better. <laughs> and I even paid for it. <laughs> but I know better. And then on this very long drive, I thought about the possibility. How much do I do that with God? 
I know the right way. I know how to finagle life. I got my Christianity, I got my life, I got my culture, I get it. I mean, Christianity is a little bit behind the times anyway. It's got to catch up to the ways that I'm living in some ways. But it just doesn't catch up. Then I thought, golly, there's this Bible given to us. There's this church, Catholic church, given to us. This inspired word of God, this community of 2,000 years of holy men and women, billions of faithful followers, some brilliant people who have passed on a guidance system, who have given us a Bible that can guide our life. And sometimes I think I know better. And I don't listen to that sweet, gentle voice of God who wants to speak to me and guide my life. This community that guides us in prayer, in generosity, in service, in communal life. I take a step out sometimes, because I know better. No, friends, I think that's why sometimes we get a prophet, like the Baptist. And sometimes the God who normally speaks in gentle, loving ways will yell at us, will raise his voice through the prophet and yell. The words in today's gospel are stinging words, biting words, uncompromising words to wake up those who think they know better and are not listening to the one who is come and is coming and is at hand. And why does he yell? To make us afraid? No, because he loves us. And if your child put his hand on a a hot furnace, a flame, you would shout at your child to pull it off. Because what's at stake is so great. See, I'll end with this. You see, you and I have all know this is true. Because when you look back at your life, I know I can remember some things I've done that right now are utterly embarrassing to look at. I don't even want to put them in my brain, <laughs> like pretend it didn't happen. Or some things I did in the past that were truly bad. And what I say to myself, and what you say to yourself, what was I thinking? 
What was I thinking? And that's it. When the Baptist speaks, he uses the word repentance three times. Wrong way. Turn around. In Greek, it means to have a new mind. To move beyond the mind you have. You've moved beyond that mind. Now, move beyond the mind you have now. And see anew. So we don't miss the kingdom of heaven that's in our midst right now. This relationship given in pure grace to all of us in the one we call Jesus. We thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.